Hi, I'm Stephen Apt, and here at Divine Savior Church, we believe that the message of Jesus truly changes lives. And so it's my prayer that as you listen to this message, that it does change your heart, uh, that it brings you peace and hope once again today. After you listen to it, if you wouldn't mind subscribing and liking, uh, we'd be grateful for that so that more people can hear the message of Jesus. Thank you. This morning we continue in our series called New Year, New You as uh, we focus on the new life that Christ has given to you and me. And the reason we're doing this series is because it's a new year. When people are focused on uh, the products, the new routines, the new things they're going to put into place to make a new, better version of themselves this year. And so we are looking at the new and better version of ourselves that Jesus has already made us and continues to make us as we live this life walking with him. Last week we looked at how uh, we, w- we are redeemed, how Jesus has bought us back. He was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He has washed us clean. We have a clean slate as we stand before God. Today, we look at how you are blessed. I want you to imagine for a second that we're standing at the very end of 2023, almost a year from now. What would have to happen between now and then for you to look back over 2023 and say, I'm blessed? I think many of us, maybe all of us, uh, would say something like, well, I'm healthy, my family's healthy, I have good relationships in my family. Uh, I had career success this year. I got the promotion I wanted. I got the part that I wanted. I made the team. Prosperity, success. And yet, what if I told you by the end of this year, you could mourn all of 2023 and still be blessed? What if I told you that you could be insulted that you could go through persecution, that people could say all kinds of evil things about you, and at the end of 2023, you could still look and say, I'm blessed. You might think I'm a little crazy, and yet that's not what I want to tell you today. It's what Jesus wants to tell you. Today, we are looking at the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5. Early in Jesus' ministry, he has a kind of an opening sermon. Uh, not the one that was up in Capernaum where he simply said, the scripture's been fulfilled in your hearing. This is actually a full-length sermon. Matthew 5 through 7 is Jesus, what's known as Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And at the beginning, he has what's called the Beatitudes as his introduction to his sermon. He is up on the mountain. He's called his disciples, those who are following him, to the side, and he preaches to them. There were probably some non-Christians there as well, but he's really geared this to Christians. And so with that being said, he's addressing his disciples when he says these words. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger 
and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I think it's pretty easy to see the word that is, stands out among them all. Blessed, 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 blessed. The one who is blessed is the one who has received God's divine favor. Blessed, someone who's blessed has received divine favor from God. And notice everything that Jesus says, we'd probably say, that doesn't sound blessed to me. <laughs> Being persecuted? I don't know about that. Admitting that I'm poor in spirit? I don't know about that. I don't know about mourning. I don't know about being meek. Don't meek people get taken advantage of? Jesus is completely uh, teaching, Jesus is saying something different than the religious leaders of his time. And he's really, even today, he's saying something that is completely against the normal way of thinking. The Pharisees, the, the teachers of the law, the, the Jewish religious leaders, what did they teach during Jesus' time? They would never say you're blessed if you were spiritually poor. No, blessed is the one who has righteousness to stand on, who has moral righteousness that they can stand on, their own moral righteousness. Blessed is the person who isn't mourning, because if you're mourning, that means that your circumstances aren't good. And if your circumstances aren't good, you're probably not blessed in God's eyes. That's what they taught. And a couple examples from Scripture to support that. Jesus, uh, at one point, addressing those who were confident in their own righteousness, told a parable called the, the Pharisee and the tax collector. And if, you, if you're familiar with that parable, what did the Pharisee do in the, in the story? Jesus had him stand in the middle of the temple, look up to heaven and say, God, I thank you I'm not like other people. I thank you that I'm not like these other sinners around here, or, and especially this tax collector over here. Here's what I do, my moral righteousness before you. I thank you for making me who I am. Meanwhile, the tax collector is off in the corner, and he can't even look up to heaven, and he beats his chest and says, Lord, have mercy on me. A sinner. This was the mindset of the Pharisees. That you have to have moral righteousness to be blessed by God. But also circumstantial, uh, good circumstances in life to be blessed by God. And we see this as Jesus and his disciples one day are walking and they see a blind man. And what is the disciples' question? The disciples ask, Lord, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind. In other words, why did God curse this man? His circumstances are bad. He, he must have done something for God to curse him. His parents must have done something for him to be cursed because he's surely not blessed because he's blind. 
And then I got one Old Testament uh, example for you. That this wasn't just a New Testament thought. This is humanity's thought process. The book of Job. Job had everything. He was wealthy. He was healthy. Uh, he was one of the most wealthiest men in the world at the time. And what happened to him? Stripped of his wealth. All of his kids died. And then stripped of his own health. And in the book of Job, he has three friends who come and talk to him. And do you remember the message the friends brought? They said, Job, confess the sin that you did to deserve this. Confess what you did for God to bring this on you. And Job's sitting there, I didn't do anything. This just all happened. Because the prevailing human thought is that if my circumstances aren't good, I'm not blessed. If my circumstances are good, I must have divine favor. And what can help with that? My moral righteousness. And Jesus upends it all. Blessed are you when you're poor in spirit. Blessed are you when you mourn. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. He upends it all. Because the blessed one doesn't have external circumstances changed. The blessed one has an internal change. And that's your first point today. The blessed one has an internal change, not an external change. And that's important for us to know as we head into 2023. Because if we're going to stand at the end of 2023 and say, I am blessed, we have to know it has nothing to do with external circumstances. It has everything to do with what's in here. And what's the change that takes place? Jesus says, we recognize that we're spiritually bankrupt. We're spiritually poor. Not only do we, do we not have any currency in the spiritual world to offer God anything, we actually owe God. It's not like we come before God and we say, sorry God, I have nothing to offer you. God says, you're right, you have nothing to offer me, and you owe me. We're spiritually poor, bankrupt. We mourn. What do we mourn? The sin in the world, death in the world, and our sin. We mourn the fact that we're sinful. We take ownership of it and we mourn over it. And our souls, the belly of our souls, hunger and thirst for righteousness because we don't have it and we long for it. This is what Jesus says is the change that happens inside the one who is blessed by God. Does that describe you? Admittedly, this is tough. It is. And if you're not a Christian here today, or even if you're a Christian, you may be thinking, is this really what Christianity is all about? Because this isn't exactly a pep talk. <laughs> this doesn't make me feel good to admit that I'm spiritually bankrupt. And, and maybe if you're not a Christian, you're probably thinking, all of these Christians must have some kind of self-esteem issue if this is what the message is. And yet it's what Jesus says. Jesus says, if you are a Christian, he's talking to his disciples, we admit that we are spiritually poor and we mourn. 
Can you do it? I have a friend uh, who posted this week on Facebook. And uh, she said that 2022 was a tough year. Several of her family members that she was close with died from different things. Uh, and she said, and this year is shaping up to be a tough year because in December she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Do you know what she asked for? She didn't ask her friends to send her pictures from moments in life where she, gives, where she gave birth, from the moments in life where she got married. She didn't ask for, to send pictures from the vacations that they went on with the hashtag blessed sign. She didn't ask for any of that. She asked for comforting Bible verses. Bible verses that would point her eyes to her Savior Jesus. Because that's what her heart was long, is longing for. So often, we get caught up in the circumstances of life. That what is blessed? Blessed is the picture of someone on vacation with their toes in the sand, hashtag blessed, living our best life. That being blessed is getting the promotion, getting the part, making the team. Blessed is finally finding your spouse, the engagement pictures. Being blessed is the birth announcement. Being blessed is having a, a lot of family time this year. And all of those are blessings. But they don't make you blessed. See, in the moments, in the moments when we mourn, in the moments when we face death, like my friend, or when we face a tough challenge ahead of health issues going ahead, none of those things matter because they can't help you. There's only one thing that matters, and that's knowing your Savior. And her eyes are pointed to her Savior right now. And what does Jesus say to her? Sorry you're cursed? No. He says, blessed are you. Because you're mourning? You're mourning right now. But I've come to bring you comfort. I've come to bring you comfort of the resurrection as I've risen from the dead. And I promise to raise you too no matter what happens. Blessed are you when you have no morality to, to stand on, when you make a mess of your life and you realize just how mess of a life you are. Jesus says, blessed, because I've given you the kingdom of heaven when you recognize that. Blessed are you when you're meek, gentle, because I've given you the kingdom. I, you're, you will inherit the earth Blessed are you when you thirst and hunger for righteousness, when you're just not satisfied, when you're longing to be right with God. Jesus says, here, look, I fill you with my righteousness. Being blessed is not about external circumstances changing. It's change in here. And what changes? I realize I have nothing to stand before my God because when I know that, my eyes are pointed to my Savior. And through Him, and him alone, I am blessed. And that's your next point. I'm blessed by God because of Jesus. Sometimes we want to take these 
Beatitudes and say, okay, this is what I have to do now. If I want to be blessed by God, here's what I have to do. I have to be poor in spirit. I have to mourn. I have to be meek. I have to do all these things. And yet, what is that turning these into? Work righteousness. That I'm right before God. I gain God's blessings because of something I do. Instead, these are what Jesus has done for you. Look at this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What has Jesus done for you? The one who is rich, who has all the wealth of the kingdom of heaven, he became poor, so that through him you might be rich. Jesus came to this earth giving up his wealth of heaven so that you can have the kingdom, so that he could give it to you. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Jesus was in heaven rejoicing, being worshipped and praised by the angels. And yet, what did he do? He came to earth, and as Isaiah 53 said, he was a man of sorrows. He mourned, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he was going to die. He mourned. He was grieving. He was anxious, because he knew what was going to happen, and yet he went through it all, his death and resurrection. Why? So that he could comfort you with the resurrection. Blessed are the meek. That's how Jesus is described in the Bible. He rode into Jerusalem meek, gentle, and riding on a donkey. Why? He rode in meek and mild and gentle so that he could give you the inheritance of the earth. So that no matter what happens in your life, if you're taken advantage of, uh, Jesus says, I can give you more than that. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Jesus, the complete righteous one, holy one, 1 Corinthians says, He became our sin so that we could have His righteousness. He came to give us His righteousness. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Jesus is the embodiment of mercy. Not giving us what our sins deserve. That's mercy. He doesn't give us what our sins deserve because He took it from us. And bestowed on us mercy and grace so that we can go and show mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, perfectly pure, never sinned once. Why? Also that you could have his purity so that one day you can see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. You talk about being a peacemaker. Jesus takes these two opposing forces, God and man, humanity, who were enemies with each other because of our sin. And what did he do? He brought us peace with God so that we're no longer hostile to God. We're no longer enemies of God. Instead, we're called children of God. Blessed are those who persecute you, who are persecuted because of righteousness. Jesus came and he was persecuted, insulted, and people said all kinds of evil about him. He didn't have to do it. He had the angels rejoicing and worshiping and praising him in heaven, and yet he came and endured all this from sinful humanity. Why? that you can inherit the kingdom of heaven so that the God of this world rejoices over you. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Beatitudes. He is the one who's done all of this so that God looks at you and says, you are blessed. You are blessed with the forgiveness of sins. Blessed with the resurrection. You are comforted. You are spiritually wealthy, rich before God. And it's all because of your Savior, Jesus. 
at the end of 2023, you can stand there knowing you are blessed because it has nothing to do with the circumstances of life from now until then. It has everything to do with your Savior Jesus. It has everything to do with the same thing that it has to do today, which is we stand here and we admit that we have no spiritual currency before our God, but he has made us wealthy with the forgiveness of sins and life eternal through our Savior Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be blessed. That's why we receive divine favor from God. It's because of Jesus and Jesus alone. And as we walk with him this year, we will live a blessed life. Jesus gives us a new way of living blessed. That's your last point. What do I mean by that? As we walk with Jesus, as we walk with Jesus, we live the blessed life. And living the blessed life is living a life of repentance and forgiveness. We, we confess our sins to our Savior, and our Savior reminds us again and again the wealth that is ours. Your sins are forgiven. You've been redeemed. We mourn this year. As, as we look in the news and we see what's happening in the world, we see the sin in the world, we see death in the world, we mourn, and yet Jesus brings our hearts comfort with the resurrection and the life. We live meekly, humbly, gently. Well, what if I get taken advantage of? Well, Jesus says, you will inherit the earth. He's a God of this world who can pay us back and pay us even more. We have a God who we walk with who has the kingdom of heaven at his fingertips. And he promises that we will inherit the earth. And so we walk meekly and gently. We don't have to domineer and dominate people. We live as peacekeepers, peacemakers in this world. We take the first step in apologizing in relationships. We don't wait for someone else to make the first step. We take the first step to work peace in relationships because that's what our God has done for us. He made the first step in bringing us peace with him. Now we do the same. We show mercy because we've been shown mercy. Even to those that have hurt us, we show mercy. We don't give them what they deserve because our God has shown mercy to us. As we walk with our Savior, we want to be pure live pure lives because we know that through Jesus he has made us pure and one day we will get to see God and we stand up for righteousness we stand up for our Savior we spread the message of our Savior Jesus even if it means people say all kinds of evil things against us my God has given me the kingdom of heaven their words can't hurt me because Jesus rejoices over me because, of his, because he has taken my sins away this is what it means to live a blessed life. And in 2023, as we walk with our Savior, the Holy Spirit will work in us the desire to walk like this, talk like this, live like this, because our Savior Jesus has blessed us. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at the Sermon on the Mount, and we're going to look at it from this perspective. Not that we have to do these things to be blessed. We are blessed through our Savior, who has fulfilled all this for you and me. We are blessed through him. May we keep our eyes focused on him this year. Let's pray. Father in heaven, uh, we praise and thank you for the grace that is ours through our Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, it is through him that we are spiritually wealthy. It is through him that we are comforted when we mourn. It is through him 
uh, that we can see life clearly. Uh, we can admit who we are and be confident in what you've made us. Uh, on our own, we are sinful. On our own, uh, the Bible says we're actually hostile to you, and yet through Jesus, our Savior, you have blessed us with all the spiritual blessings of heaven. You've given us the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the dead, and life everlasting. Uh, you've given us peace, knowing that we are at peace with you and that you are the God of this world who's in control of everything. We thank you uh, for the blessing and, uh, that that is and for knowing that we are blessed, that we have your divine favor, not because of what we've done or haven't done, but because of what Jesus has done for us. May we walk with Jesus this year and live a life uh, that Jesus lives, not because it earns us anything, but because that's the blessed life as we look at our Savior Jesus. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message today. It's my prayer that uh, it has changed your heart as you grew in the message of your Savior Jesus. Again, if you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing, we'd be grateful for that. God bless your day.